Hey friends, welcome to the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast on the season of Advent. My name's Steve Weens and I'm a pastor and an author, but I'm also a Transforming Community alumnus from way back in 2011. As always, I'm alongside Transforming Center founder and my dear friend, Ruth Haley Barton, as we explore the themes of Advent as a season of transformation in which we invite the presence of Christ's light into the darkness. We invite you to listen to the scripture reading for this week from the Revised Common Lectionary, Cycle A. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. A reading from the book of Psalms, 122. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together. To it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there the thrones for judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say, Peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. A reading from Romans, chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. A reading from Matthew, chapter 24, verses 36 through 44. But about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, 
and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away, so too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken, and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake, and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Well, we are back. Hi, Ruth. Yes, we're back, Steve. I'm so glad about it. <laughs> you know, I actually have been looking forward to just talking to you. So I know we have work to do, and, and we're going to talk Advent. Um, but this is going to be fun. And it I is. hope, I, I you know, for all of you who are listening, um, as we start up a new year in the church calendar, uh, my hope is you have some anticipation and longing even for these conversations. So uh, Ruth, talk to us a little bit about you know, the seasons of the church calendar in general and what it means that we're starting another one now with Advent. Well, one of the practices that we really embrace in the Transforming Center is embracing the seasons of the church year as seasons of transformation, not just kind of warm, fuzzy seasons to pass through, but seasons where there's a real invitation for our own transformation unique within that particular season of the church year. And so, of course, Advent is the beginning of the new church year, so it's exciting to be starting out together again and to walk into this season of Advent really aware of the fact that there's an invitation in our lives to deeper levels of transformation and what might this season of the church year have for me this time around. You know, God continues to drop the plow in our lives and continues to draw us and invite us into transformation, and he uses the seasons of the church year to do it. And so um, I'm excited just to reflect with you, Steve, on what the invitations of this season are for both of us and for our world right now. Yeah, I agree. I always come into the new uh, church year, with starting with Advent, with a sense of um, a, almost joy and anticipation. I mean, I really do. Like, it feels like a restart. It feels like a yes. new start. New beginnings. New beginnings. Right. And some quiet, I mean, if we can't actually hold to Advent as the season it's supposed to be, which is a season of waiting and longing and, you know, some incubation in the darkness and waiting in the wilderness and all that, that if we can craft our Advent season that way, there's also a sense that God has something for us, you know? Yes. Yeah, and I think it's particularly poignant that it starts in a season at least where most of us live here in North America and elsewhere, right. where the days are short and where there's mm -hmm. lots of night and where, yeah. um, and even in the middle of the busyness and chaos of the holiday season. Um, but what is Advent, Ruth, just generally? Uh, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the specifics of sort of the first Sunday of Advent. Yeah, well, the season of Advent really has to do with the themes of light and dark, no matter where you live. Um, and it has to do with waiting for the light of Christ to come into the dark places of our world and our lives. Advent literally means arrival. Um, and the themes of this season have us paying attention to the coming of Christ, not just way back in the biblical times, but now in the places of our lives where we long for his presence and need his intervention. And so 
in Advent, we're actually paying attention to what we could call the third coming of Christ. The first, the first coming, yes, we're paying attention to the first coming of Christ, where Jesus came as a baby. The second coming is when he comes as king in glory, and those themes are in Advent as well, because that's what we're watching for and waiting for. But the third coming of Christ is this idea that Jesus is always coming to us. Jesus is coming to us in the ordinary moments of our lives. He's coming to us in the hard places and in the tender places. And um, how can we watch for Jesus and his third coming as he comes to us individually uh, um, in the more intimate places of our own life? So I love to begin Advent by thinking about uh, not only the first and the second comings, but the third coming. Where am I waiting for Jesus to come in my life personally? And how is Jesus coming to me in the midst of my own life with all, all of its particularities? Yeah, I love that. And and I think what that makes me think about is another major theme of Advent, because if we're going to look for and even anticipate those third comings of Christ into our lives, we have to start getting in touch with our deep longings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're, it's we're, our longing to find Christ there. Right. To um, not have it be so empty of spiritual meaning and spiritual reality. Right. And it, it's like, honestly, just a few days ago, uh, in the morning, um, I just dropped off my son for school and I'd noticed just, I was weepy, <laughs> not about anything about my son, but just about some of the things that I'm thinking about in my life right now. And then when I dropped him off and started to drive toward the place where I work out, I just openly started like crying hard. Mm, wow. <laughs> and I, I, that w- that's not a normal everyday thing for me. Um, and so what I found myself praying for was just, God, I need help. I need yeah. your help. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed just real time for me, really <laughs> real time right now, yeah. I'm longing for God's help in some very yes. specific ways. Right. And so, but another theme of Advent is like practicing waiting. Yes, for exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think Advent, you know, Carlo Coretta has that wonderful quote that, um, that, uh, God comes to us like the sun in the morning when it is time. And we're not the ones who control that. Mm. We don't control when God comes or even how God comes. So the theme of waiting is also waiting without being in control. You mm. know, we're waiting for something that we cannot legislate. It's not ours to do. Um, you wait for the light to come in God's time, not in our own. And so I think that's part of what makes Advent extremely challenging too, because we experience ourselves to be out of control, waiting for a thing that we desperately want or need, but we can't control when it comes or how it comes. And that's, that's a, it's a transforming thing. It's a frustrating thing. It's transforming if we can actually wait, um, and let God come on God's own terms for us. Um, so that theme of waiting carries us into that sort of liminal space where we're not in control and we know it and that the help that needs to come or the expression of God's presence that needs to come, comes, um, not on our own agenda, but on God's agenda for us, which, wow, it's humbling, (laughs) you know, it's tender, it's frustrating. Um, and then that's where we are. I think about this, the, the Simeon character, you know, who holds the Christ baby. Uh, and he's very old, I think at that time, and he's been praying for this clearly. And then this is the moment, right? And so we, we read the moment, but we, we don't read the years of waiting, um, yeah. and, and what he had to go through. And so I think, right. so Advent, um, is a time where we're waiting for the light to come, waiting for that, those third coming of Christ into the real moments of our lives. We name 
our longings. Uh, we practice waiting. We realize we're not in control. And there's a sense of anticipation. Hey, friends, we'll get back to this week's episode in just a minute. But we wanted to take a quick pause to let you know that if God is stirring something within you about your own leadership experience, perhaps God is inviting you to join a transforming community. Transforming communities are practice-based spiritual formation experiences with nine quarterly retreats over the span of two years. The transforming community experience is really designed to integrate your spirituality and your leadership and help you to reclaim practices and experiences that spiritual seekers down through the ages have used to open themselves to God's transforming work. So visit transformingcenter.org transformingcommunity to learn more and to apply, or just click the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to this week's episode. As you're entering Advent now in your actual life, what are some of the feelings that you have coming into it? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm in the midst of a really hard season and we're in the midst of a very hard season here in the Transforming Center. And it's it's felt dark, very dark at points along the way and, and still does. And I think um, probably in this season more than any other, I have, you know, struggled to, to really know God with me in this. And so just even the longing of my own heart. Yeah, it's about help, you know, and it's also for me even just about presence. Like, God, where are you? Where are you in this? Um, And would you shine a light, you know, to show me, you know, where you are? Because I think as, um, you know, Christ followers, as people who long for God in our lives, um, even beyond the answers and the help, we just want to know that we're not alone, you know? And so I think that's part of the longing too, is just to know the presence of God in these places in ways that, that make a difference and that we can really sense and know. Wow. Thanks for saying that. Even in that moment, I was reminded why in the very way back in 2011, when I was reading your book, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership, and I was considering joining Transforming Center 6, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that you said in the book was your, at, at some point in your life and at many points in your life, I know you've You've named the longing to meet God for you, <laughs> not mm-hmm. just yeah. not just for all the people that you lead, not just for all the ministry that you do, but this deep longing to meet God on God's own terms with you, for you. And, and, and I think as Christian leaders, church leaders, nonprofit leaders, it's just so easy to get swept up in the other stuff. That's important. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm glad you named that. I mean, that's important for me. Um, yeah. And so one of the things that's encouraging even about our conversation today, Steve, and as we send these episodes out, is that today's episode, I hope, helps me and you and all of us to drive a stake in the ground for Advent. Mm, yeah. To say, no matter what's going on in my life, no matter how impossible it all feels, I am going to do something to order my life to wait and to watch for Christ's presence in my life and practices that will help me to be awake, which which is the first week of Advent um, in, in our cycle A. We're, we're working with the scriptures in cycle A. And the scriptures for this week really emphasize how important it is to wake up and to be awake. That if we do really want to see and to know the presence of Jesus in our lives, there have to be practices that help us to be awake um, to his coming. And so here at the very early stages, 
can we think about how we're going to order our lives, drive a new stake in the ground to, to be awake to the presence of Christ, not just awake to everything else we need to be about and need to be doing, but how am I going to be awake to the coming of Christ so I don't miss it? Yes. And you're going to give a practice for that at the end of the episode here. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to tell us a, a, a quick story that I was thinking about as we were, as I was preparing for this. Uh, every September, one of my, and it's really on my, it's on my rule of life, actually, uh, Ruth, that you helped me craft uh, through the Transforming Center. But every September, I go on a five-day sailing trip to the Apostle Islands um, around Wisconsin, Minnesota, and it's gorgeous. And But your phone doesn't work. Uh, you're just with the people on the boat and the wind and whatever whatever waves come, they come or or don't. And one morning, one of my friends shook me awake. Uh, it was still dark outside. And he had this crazy look on his face. Like, he's like, get up. We have to look at the sunrise together. We have mm-hmm. to. And, and I was kind of like, oh. but I did. And we sat. And it was actually a warm morning. So we sat on the side of the boat. And we just spent about 45 minutes watching all the movements of the sunrise, which is, you know, the clouds change from purple to gold. Finally, that big globe comes up and mm-hmm. it's slow and you wonder if it will it ever come, but then boom, it comes. And it's it was so transcendent and beautiful. Um, and I think that's a that's a good picture of sort of some of the things that we're talking about. Like, making a decision that I'm going to get up. Like when I get shaken awake by whatever circumstance happens that I'm paying attention for that will come, will I actually wake up and, and be watching? Uh, right. I mean, to me that like, that's your stake in the ground. Like what will enable me to pay attention for those times where, uh, I have the opportunity to see what God is doing in my life. Yeah. Um, and, and how God is working. So how, how would you, how would you talk about, you know, some of the practices that have helped you or yeah. just, yeah, some of the ways that you've woken up in Advent or other times in your life? Yeah. Well, um, I think for one thing to, to know what to, to watch for and to reflect on. So what I would encourage us all to be involved in as we enter into Advent early now, as we're beginning to enter in is to actually identify what, what are the places right now where I am struggling to know and to experience the presence of Christ? Where's the dark place, the place where I'm just, I just don't know where God is. Um, and I long for the presence and I long for, like you said, the help that I need, I long for the guidance where are those places right now? And to get really concrete right now at the beginning of Advent, name one or two or three places where it just feels dark and we're waiting for the light and we long for the light and need the light of Christ's presence and to articulate those and to say, yeah, in this Advent season, I'm watching for Jesus there. I think that would be a wonderful way to begin our Advent season, that during this season, in that darkest place, the place I might even want to avoid, I am going to watch for Jesus there. And I can't control it. I don't know what's going to happen or when it's going to come. I think sometimes we don't enter into this kind of an exercise because we're afraid Jesus won't come. I think it feels a little risky. Like, what if I identify that place that feels so dark to me where I can't find the presence of God? And and I determine that I'm going to order these next four weeks to watch for Jesus in those places and nothing happens. You know, yeah. there's kind of a fear. And so we avoid um, the real place 
the real places where we're longing. And so that's the first thing I would suggest. Mm -hmm. And it's what I'm doing this season is to really say to Jesus out loud, I'm looking for you here. This place feels really dark. This situation, I don't know how to find you or how to how to know your presence, how to experience your guidance, but I'm asking for it. I'm longing for it. And I'm going to create space to pay attention to where you might be in these things. I think that would be so powerful for us as, as we begin the season. And then, and, and then actually invite Jesus' presence into that place to say, Jesus, would you come? Would you come to me in some ways that I can actually experience right now? Um, and actually with faith, ask, even though it feels a little risky. And then I think the practice of morning solitude, which uh, you alluded to, but I'll maybe bring a little bit more definition to it, that the practice of morning solitude in particular, where you're up before the dawn and where part of your practice is to sit there in the darkness and wait for the light to come in that slow and imperceptible way. One of the things that I've noticed about the early morning solitude in Advent in particular is the beauty of the colors. Um, The colors are different every day. Sometimes they're shades of blue and gray. Sometimes they're pink and orange. And it's, it's stunning to see all the new ways in which the light shows itself. And there's something about that that is almost a wordless encouragement to, to see the light coming every day in its faithful way, in its beautiful way, encourages me that God's going to come into the dark places of my life too. And it is wordless. It's, it's inarticulate at that point. Um, I don't have a Bible open. I'm not writing in a journal. I'm just being present to the light as it comes in the beauty of all the ways that it comes. And just as I am certain that the light will come at the beginning of a day, um, it, it uh, solidifies my certainty that Jesus will come into the darker places of my life as well. I love the idea. Okay. When you, when you said wordless encouragement, it made me think, oh my gosh, we're so programmed to find mm-hmm. God a certain way in a sermon, in a song, in a Bible study, in a journaling moment, in a, you know, on our normal ways, right? Whatever our normal ways are. Um, but when you said that, like the importance of sitting there and just noticing the colors, noticing um, that's a deeper, I don't want to say it's better. It's just a, it's a, it's a deeper, less tiresome way to look for God. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I get tired of, of doing all the hard work. Yeah, all the things, right? Yeah. Yes. So the wordless encouragement, mm-hmm. it feels like a smile. It, you know, it feels yeah. like a, like you didn't do much to earn this or even try for it. You just were awake for it and it came. Yes. Um, sort of an easeful thing, right? That doesn't wear us out and you feel yourself sort of slowly filling up on the inside. So, so that's what I'm going to encourage. It's really Mm -hmm. simple, but, um, that's what I'm going to encourage for us, um, as we begin the season to, to drive this new stake in the ground uh, around Advent, um, to name and to articulate the places of darkness where we are seeking God's presence and we want to be awake and alert and, and watchful, um, And then perhaps the morning solitude in particular, if we can arrange it at least on some mornings to be there before the sun comes up and to watch it come, could really encourage us deeply that the presence of God will come into our lives as well, um, just where we need it, but in God's way and in God's time. And we actually learn how to be patient and, and not force something that's not happening. 
I really like that. I always like the gentle ways that you introduce spiritual practices, Ruth, because I, I've known you long enough to, to know your fierce side and your intentional side. <laughs> yes. and you're, you, you really are a strong leader who pushes in a good way people. Um, but you're also this person who laughs so much and who is easy with, let's go celebrate, and mm-hmm. who constantly reminds us about the graceful way that God moves. Um, and so thank you for that that of holding both of those things, because I think um, that's one of the unique ways that you help people wake up is, is, is with that. um, And it's not two poles of an, of, of an extreme. It's not two extremes of one pole. It's just two facets of, I think what we all need, you know? So thank you for that. Well, that's Um, really, really, really kind of you to say, thank you so much. Um, I think the other thing is about Advent that's so interesting for us to reflect on, it can be a place of frustration, is that there is this almost horrible juxtaposition between the invitations of Advent and what the season actually is in secular yeah. culture. And right. and it's just hard. And I just want to name that for us as well, that that we're all probably feeling some longing right here, right now to do, I'm, you know, every season, I'm going to do this season better. I'm yes. going to simplify it. I'm yes. not going to be as busy. I'm going to say no to this. I'm going to say no to that. And we all start with these uh-huh. brave intentions to have a different kind of season. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it, it works with varying degrees of success, <laughs> different seasons, but, um, I appreciate you talking about valuing the gentleness of it, because I think the last thing we need at the beginning of Advent, juxtaposed with the busyness of the Christmas season, the last thing we need is guilt and heaviness and weight. We do need something that's actually doable um, and something that will help us stay grounded in the season of the church year that's pretty distinct um, from the secular holiday season that we're in. but if it's a gentle, doable invitation, then maybe there's hope, right? There's yes. hope that, that we could enter in. So I hope that the gentleness of it does feel hopeful. Like, okay, this is just, this is something I could do. This is something that's kind of manageable and I can do it. Yeah. And I, I, so um, I would add to this, if if we're going to drive a stake in the ground and be gentle about it, but if we're going to wake up a little earlier than we normally mm-hmm. do, my strong encouragement as a, just a, a life coach here mm-hmm. is give, give yourself the permission and create space to go to bed a little earlier, you know? Yeah. Right? So like, mm-hmm. don't, don't, if you normally go to bed at 1130 and you wake up at, you know, 729 yeah. or whatever, um, but you want to wake up at 630 back your, back your time that you go to bed because that's, yeah. we just, we're not limitless. Like we can't right. just add something without, um, taking away something else. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that the, the season that we're in, you know, just in our, in our universe, you know, the, 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 the sun goes down and it gets dark early. And so just let that help you. Let that help you. Um, at five o'clock, it feels like seven o'clock at seven o'clock. Um, it feels like nine o'clock. So go ahead and let that help you. The Mm -hmm. fact that the, the days, you know, come to an end sooner. Let that help you to go to bed earlier so that you can get up for these early morning hours. Well, I love that. Well, Ruth, I would love, I mean, you really walked us through um, some practices and um, uh, some ways to to wade into this. Do you have anything else to add in terms of how to practice um, during this first week of Advent, this first Sunday of Advent? Well, um, I do want to encourage us to be in the scriptures. I think that can be really helpful. So we're following the lectionary, the Revised Common Lectionary for cycle A. And um, 
I think that to be in those scriptures and to just read this one set of scriptures the whole week will be really good because there's multiple ways in which these scriptures encourage us in our waking up and in our watching. Um, and then um, I have a prayer that I would love to offer us just to help us begin um, and help us to be with God in the ways that we've been describing. Are we ready for that? Please. All right. So if you're if you're driving, keep your eyes open and and you know keep focused on the road. But if you have the ability to stop whatever you're doing for a moment and uh, settle into a seated position where your back is straight, feet flat on the ground, um, your hands open as a, as a prayer posture of receptivity to God here at the beginning of Advent. I'd really encourage you to do that. The body posture and praying within your body will be so helpful um, if you can take a moment to do that. And then in that place of openness and receptivity, take a couple of deep breaths. Breathe in the life that God is giving you right now. Exhale and breathe out cares and concerns and any sense of impossibility that you're feeling right now. Just breathe it out. Uh, breathe in the trust that you feel um, in God, that God is coming and wants to come to you in the midst of your own life. And then breathe it out. Breathe out your cares and concerns and your sense of impossibility about this season. And then hear this prayer as a way of inviting God in to the dark places of our lives where we are waiting for Him. Let it be a prayer of faith and hope. O holy God, open unto us light for our darkness, courage for our fear, hope for our despair. O God of peace, open unto us peace for our turmoil, joy for our sorrow, strength for our weakness. O generous God, open our hearts to receive the gift of your presence this Advent. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Ruth. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. And we wanted to let you know that we're currently accepting applications for our next Transforming Community Spiritual Formation Experience for Christian leaders. You can explore the next Transforming Community by visiting transformingcenter.org slash transformingcommunity. This podcast is a ministry of the Transforming Center and is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. The music on this episode comes from a recording produced by the Transforming Center called Advent Music and Solitude, which you can purchase on the website at transformingcenter.org. The scripture readings were read by Mary Martin Weens. If you've enjoyed the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast, please consider leaving us a review or rating us on iTunes or wherever you listen. You can also become a partner of the podcast and get exclusive benefits by visiting transformingcenter.org slash patron.